Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hey folks, this is Jason Lewis, the producer of the From the Shadows podcast. I just want to remind you about our website, fromtheshadowspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We would appreciate it if you like and follow. Also, join our discussion group on Facebook called After the Shadows. We have a Twitter feed. Please follow us on Twitter. It can be found at podcast underscore from. Follow us on Instagram at From the Shadows Podcast. We have a YouTube channel. Go to the search bar on YouTube and put From the Shadows Podcast and please subscribe to that channel. We are also on the Odyssey Radio Network and we can be found there at odyssey1.com. We're still on the traditional podcatchers that everybody loves to listen to us on. We get a lot of feedback, so please rate the podcast and communicate with uh, whether you're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or Google Podcasts. We're there, and we appreciate it when you leave comments for us. Well, that's all I have for you right now, folks. And thanks for being a part of the From the Shadows podcast family. So with that being said, let's get this episode started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the rest of this amazing interview with our special guest, Stacy Brown Jr., skunk ape expert, movie director, and actor. So without further delay, here is your host, Shane Grove. Hey everyone, Shane Grove here, and I want to let you guys know that my book series, From the Shadows, is available on Amazon and Amazon Kindle. There are three different books available. There's Volume 1, and Volume 2, Return of the Lizard Man, and then there's a special screenplay edition, which includes both Volume 1 and Volume 2 in screenplay format. So if you're a big fan of Bigfoot, Lizard Men, Conspiracy Theories, The X-Files, and Mysterious Men in Black, I urge you to go and check out these books. And if you like them, you know what? Please leave me a great review. And if you don't like them, I apologize. So anyway, check them out. And if you really want an autographed copy, message me through From the Shadows podcast, and I'll see what I can do. Thanks. Enjoy the episode. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, the, um, yeah, I don't want to give away a bunch of the different stories on it because it's such a good, it's such a good film. I, I don't. I, I but don't I do. But I do it. want to touch on the story about you and your dad because that piece of footage has been. That's, I think a lot of people that are into Bigfoot and Skunk Ape have already seen that piece of footage that your dad took that, uh, that night. So, I mean, I don't think it's going to give away too much to talk right. about that story. Um, that, listening to your dad retell that story is, uh, was fantastic because you could see it in, 
you know, you, I mean, you want to give the give the listeners a little bit on 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 that story there and what was going through your mind as your dad basically lied to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, um, he wasn't really a believer, so that's what kind of. I guess he, he had got over cancer. We were hanging out. You know what I meant? He, he knew yeah. how much yeah. I was into it, uh, but didn't really believe. Uh, and you get to see it. I don't want to take it from the, the, the viewer. Uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, you get to see him. Because, see, I'm filming him. Yeah. And he's filming it. And when you think about it, I don't know of a, a sighting or an encounter that has better documentation between yeah, the thermal footage, the handicam yeah. footage, and then Cliff Barockman's, uh, you know, recreation. We outsourced that shit, man. We didn't. I'm. Yeah. I'd love to say it was because I thought, hey, you know, it, it'll look better if he does it. But I, I'm not that smart to come up with all that stuff. I don't know math like that. I was in pre-algebra for four years. <laughs> like i started i started remembering the word problems i still didn't know what the hell the answer was but i remember i'd read that shit the year before <laughs> well now so now i don't trust anything you said about film hubs analytics because i don't think no, there ain't none anyway. <laughs> there ain't none. <laughs> could you follow them anyway? If you, I could. I, I got uh, my son's really good at math. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so you know, you get he loses his shit, and I don't know why. You know, he's like, "You got your gun. You got your gun. We got to go." And he's panicking. And this is an army ranger. You know, this is I ain't never seen my dad flip out like this. You know, uh, and (laughs) so he's running and he's not even on the trail. I'm like, Hey, no, the trail's this way. And he's just like, Oh man, I think he's looking right at us. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, what in the hell? I'm thinking it's big ass cat, you know, cause that, that's what I'm scared of in the woods is cats. I ain't worried about nothing else. I'm not talking about like bobcats. I'm talking about like cougars, mountain lions, Bengal tigers that for whatever reason are on the loose in Mayaka city right now. Mm-hmm. Like you oh, get out boy. there in the middle of the shit and it's like, Oh yeah. Hey, by the way, three Bengal tigers got out from Ripley's last week. We don't know. Ooh, that. <laughs> okay. That's a real story. <laughs> you know, on top of everything else, you guys top of everything else. Like the snakes. And so, the so let me ask you this. All of it who thrives. Wins in a fu- who wins in a fight? Bengal tiger or skunk ape? Shit, I don't know. It depends if Skunk Ape knows if Bengal Tiger's there. I don't think Bengal Tiger won't know him. It'd probably be like a Cincinnati Bengal Tiger at that point. He just... <laughs> 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 yeah, but, but Bengal Tigers, they get all the way up to 1,500 pounds or something crazy. Yes, they do. Yeah. They're big. Yeah, they're, these... Uh... Bigger, they'd be twice the weight of the Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. I'm going to Bengal Tiger. But they're Not very the limited. You know, they're very limited. They can only attack you one way. From behind. Yep. They don't want to do it, uh, you know, uh, up front. So I don't think you would get to know. That's that's my problem. I don't think you would know that it got you. It would just get you. Well, that's why people in India, when they're out and they're they're farming, 
they make these paper mache masks and they put them on the back of their heads and they paint them up like a real face because that's how tigers attack you. They will not come and attack you front on. And so they yeah, put that's... these paper mache masks on the back of their heads. Yeah. <laughs> My dad said they put uh, googly eyes on the back of their helmets. <laughs> um, when they were in the rangers they would put googly eyes on the back of their helmets so uh wow but yeah you know um everything thrives down here but what were we talking about oh how scared you're how oh yeah yeah so was and, he was flipping he... out i'm starting to flip out uh the camera's dead which new batteries when we left the tent or when we left the camp, you'll see, you'll see us leave camp. Okay. That clip that you see is edited down for the movie. It's like 20 minutes long. Okay. It's literally just us walking through the woods and you can't hear much. We're hearing this stuff, but the cicadas are so loud. It's like, rah, 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 rah. and so we're hearing things off. We're hearing some over here, hearing some over there. And then, you hear this thing coming down a ridge, and it just stops. My dad's like, oh, it's right there. You know what I mean? And I, I didn't know the whole time. So after he flips out, uh, and that was another thing, is because the thing goes the way we had to go. It and, run he didn't back. and he didn't tell you? No. He didn't <laughs> tell me none of that stuff. Mm. He just told me to get my gun out. So we end up. He he ends up kind of telling me when we're taking down the tent and stuff like that. We got we got stuff in the truck. We got some batteries in the truck. Let's just get this stuff out of here, man. You know, blah blah. And so we get it out of there. Uh, and we we continue to hear this thing. Like it didn't really leave. It wasn't like we bothered it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like I wondered. You know, later on, it's just like. Because there's, like, I became good friends with the Rangers at that park. And so, like, they all have my number and would call me and be like, hey, we had to get somebody out of the woods last night. Something was after them. You know oh, what I my. mean? Yeah, yeah. This would happen a few times a year. This wasn't. And that's the thing about that park. And it's a terrible thing because Hurricane Michael completely destroyed the park. Oh, uh, okay. He used to be able to go to that film site. He used to take people to the film site and hand them a thermal. Be like, all right, tell me how we did it. Hmm. Because that's the thing. People would, and the people after it come out, they are always like, oh, he hoaxed it, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, hey, man, you come down here then, and I'll give you the damn thermal, take you to the exact spot, and you can tell me how we did it. And I want you to look at me and ask yourself, how stupid is this man? So let me ask you this. And I know you said the only thing that really scares you, big cats and things like that. Do you believe that the Florida skunk ape is a imminent danger to people out in the woods? Oh, yeah. I mean, like, honestly. It'd kill you. Why not? Well, that's what I'm trying to, that's what I'm trying to think. Is that I, I don't think that these are benevolent creatures. I, I, I mean, they're, if they're meat eaters, and that's what everyone suggests that they are, they're meat eaters, why wouldn't they kill an eating human? Well, what yeah, well, break? okay, so, hey. What, how would you consider a chimpanzee or a baboon if they were in your okay let's just yeah let's backtrack it let's say there's a city park that you take your family to and walk that trail 
And now all of a sudden you realize there's three chimpanzees living on that trail. I'd be scared to death and I wouldn't do it. Why? Because you think they I've kill seen you? Those, I've seen those those videos where chimpanzees rip that woman's face off and they... Yes, yeah, so why wouldn't the Bigfoot be like that? Why wouldn't oh, yeah. the Skunk be like that is what I'm saying. You know, uh, I, I, I don't understand it. It seems more like in Florida we have these terrible attacks like Arkansas, the South, more or less. We have these just horrendous, terrifying attacks. And then out West, it's like the Bigfoots just smoke dope and do shrooms out there because they're all mellow. But I think it's I think it's the people. I think it's the same thing. And I think it's just how people uh, just view the world. I don't know, man. But I know these things down here, a lot of the encounters we get are like bad encounters. They're not good. Well, I mean, we go we've mentioned this before and, and David Pilates, you know, shows missing four one one about people, hunters experienced outdoorsmen who just 100% go missing with no, nothing left behind in these national parks. And you're thinking to yourself, okay, if a bear got this guy, there'd be a pack, there'd be stuff strewn everywhere. But no, there's nothing. And short of some really, really good serial killer who happens to be out in the brush and, you know, is able to get a guy that's experienced hunter with a gun, which seems pretty unlikely, what other plausible explanation do you have for them not finding anything? No tent, no food, no backpack, no weapon, nothing, just gone. Well, that's, uh, you know, down here it's the same thing. It doesn't take long for a body to, to disappear out here. Uh, but still, you know. And, hey, if y'all haven't seen his movie Missing 401, I think it's The Hunted or something. Oh, yeah. Excellent, yeah. Movie was badass, yeah. dude. I didn't like the first one he made. I didn't like the first one. I thought it was too long. But uh, that second one, I was like, wow, dude. Actually, the, the last runs. the last story right. in that hunted where the where the woman was out there and, and saw like the predator type thing up in the tree. Right. That, that was literally down the road from where the judge's ex-wife lived. Yeah, was, I, mean, two, I mean, literally within a mile yeah. of where... Where she lived, it's not that, that far from. Oh no! And at that time, you know, a mile from where he met her at the bar. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. That's a whole. We, we already discussed that. Before. That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> right on. Be available behind the paywall. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, I, but so I mean, people go missing. I, I guess I'm one. I'm from the ilk that I think these things are incredibly dangerous. That they're not these super intelligent things that are here to study us and benevolent and whatever. I think these things are super apex predators, and you go messing around in the woods, you may end up being dinner. Because yeah, it only makes sense. And I tell you this because, from a biological standpoint, bears, okay, bears, you know, bears really aren't attracted to humans because we don't have a high enough fat content. Because bears' nose are so sensitive. However, once a bear kills a human and they realize how easy it is to get to their organs, how soft our skin is, that's all they want to eat. They don't want to eat elk anymore. They don't want to eat moose. They don't want to eat deer. All they want to do is eat humans. Because if, and you think about a Sasquatch that does not have the claws, the teeth that a bear does, a bear has to work to tear 
open a moose or an elk through its seven layers of hide to get to its organs. Whereas you think about how soft our body cavities are. And I'm thinking to myself, if, if you know, Sasquatch is a predator, a meat eater, and, and it kills a human, how easy it is to consume us, we're going to be one of its primary uh, items on its wish list as far as eating. Yeah, I agree with that. Well, so, well, Stacy, then that leads me back to the first experience you had then. Why do you suppose it got clear into the to where you guys were sleeping and didn't just attack and kill you? Yeah, attack and kill you. And, and... I think it was almost maybe a, a curious thing. Now, I, I, honestly, I have no idea. It blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, I just... You know what I, I mean? mean I... Maybe it seen... Maybe it would have been different if it was children or like a female. Yeah. I mean, I'm not the biggest person in the world, but, you know, I well, am somewhat masculine. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm I, not arguing with that one well, bit. Well, uh, here's the other thing is you're telling us that this was an incredibly remote area. Mm -hmm. And so maybe these things had never actually killed a human and ate one. So it wasn't 100% sure you were you were something it wanted to, to kill and eat it, it may it may have been watching them people for a while and just was kind of wondering what we were doing out there or maybe wondering what the tent was you know what i mean it knew we were yeah, in you the got, tent she uh, said nobody had hunted or had ever camped out there nobody so. had ever camped out there so i don't know that they had seen a tent before i would I, i'm sure it would have seen a tent at some point uh, but hell, who knows, you know, um, we definitely started using that as an attractant and then it, it just set me off on that whole path, you know, of, uh, this is a, this is an ape, this is a flesh and blood creature. <laughs> well, there was just a, I just watched it the other day, Monsters in America or whatever, they were talking about whether or not chimpanzees or some apes could be living in the Florida swamps. And they actually did a whole thing on, on that, and that whether a large primate could survive in the Florida swamps. And the answer is, I think Stacy already answers. Well, yeah, I mean, there's he's, he's seen it a couple times. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, there's, there, there's fruits, there's orange. What, what all do you have? You got orange groves, mangroves. Yeah. Uh, grapes, you know, um, persimmons, all kinds of stuff, crab apples, a bunch of bunch of different fruit. Palmetto berries are the main thing because yep. they're plentiful. Um, so that's that's a whole lot for the food source down here. Um, I, there's been reports of like FWC having to go out and uh, you know show up at people's house where they're seeing orangutans and stuff like that, and they've actually been the animals. However or not the animals got loose they theorize some is from like hurricane andrew uh, so a lot of the things when you're bigfooting down here if you hear something we have monkeys down here yeah you yeah. can't just jump to it's a bigfoot it's like hey, well that's a cool ass sound so like when a few years ago um uh, we found this arm on a property that we were Bigfoot hunting in the Ocala National Forest. And uh, you're on a place where you, you're hunting skunk ape, 
human arm or animal arm? It's an arm, right? So mm-hmm. that's all we know is it's an arm. It's like 19 inches. So call the law. They come out and tell us it ain't a human. So then we call the FWC, and they tell us it's some type of primate, non-human primates, what they told us. It's some type of non-human primate, probably a monkey. Y'all need to leave it alone. I was like, hell, we're going to get it tested. If they're telling us it's a monkey, that's a big-ass monkey to have a 19-inch arm, you know? Um, turns out everybody was wrong. It was a rear alligator leg that had hmm. been, after all the flesh was gone off of it, something had, like, extended it. Oh, wow. You know? And, uh, you know, that's the thing. It's like, we didn't know. We didn't know if it was a monkey or anything. We do have, we do have uh, primates out here. We've been in the, we we're in this old like cypress swamp in Gothi State Forest and um, did a howl. And then I got one reply, and it was like fairly close up in the top of the tree. And then there was like a hundred of these things started replying. Is what it sounded like. You know what I mean? It's a bunch of them monkeys that around like ocala and stuff like that like what kind of monkeys are we talking it's about? the one is it, the is little it, reese's oh, macaws or yeah, okay, i think it's how you say it. yeah it's the ones that got uh, loose during the filming of uh they're in silver springs or something right yeah something they, like they, they they ain't get loose they turn them damn things loose they, they left, <laughs> well they, they left them on the island or something thinking they couldn't swim or something and Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, we've heard that. Yeah, there's so many of them, and I mean, like we got them on game cam, <laughs> you know. So it's it's bigfooting in Florida is uh, the most interesting place to bigfoot, and I've, for, I, I promise you, I've been everywhere. For people's nods, these macaws, I'm just looking at now. Males get up to about 17 pounds. Yep. And and females are about 12 pounds, and they live. For 25 years, and their gestational <laughs> periods 166 days. So you can imagine how many of these they're things. Like, they're almost like rabbits. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. they're breeding, and uh, uh, and I'll tell you what, 17 pounds. You think about it, um, you know, you think, well, you know, 17 pounds, you know, you know, what whatever. But imagine a 17 pound rat. Would you fight a 17 pound rat? Hell no, I wouldn't fight a 17 pound <laughs> rat. How monkey tear you to pieces at 17 yeah. pounds? So, we ain't. Uh, we not only have to worry about bears, we have to worry about little bitty monkeys coming in our tents. Well, that's a lot of food, though. I mean, those little monkeys for for alligators, for yeah. the panthers, for Bigfoot, for well, for Bigfoot. Well, they got some type of. I don't know what eats them, and I don't know. They got, they herpes, got some. Right? Herpes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, everybody <laughs> heard that herpes, that too, right? So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, they got some type of herpes that that like kills you. Yeah, we we uh, yeah we discussed that with Mark Mark Muncy on Erie, yeah. Florida. That yeah, that was a way that was a left turn we took there with Mark Muncy and with the herpes uh, monkeys. Yeah, what? But, but uh, Stacy, so I want to ask you how how many times? Now you said you revisited that first place uh, quite a few times. Yes, yeah, seven now. years. That was like my main investigation site for seven years. So, did you have any more notable encounters, or or was the first one the best? Uh, it got strange, man. Like it got, it got weird. Like, I 
my my theories on what these creatures are completely did a like I did a 180. Well, I'm excited to hear what your theories are because we've gotten different oh, people yeah. on here with different theories. So, so here's so. another thing that I recently found out. Uh, the United States Geological Society does a survey of magnetic anomalies across the country, and they did one for the state of Florida. And where my father got his footage and where this property is, is the reddest spot on the map. So, uh, this may also be why the majority of all of the reports that I ever heard come from this one area. Maybe it's where the, the high concentration maybe has something to do with that. Um, Anybody but, report seeing like the, the orbs and the things like that? that we've? Oh, seen? yeah. You're, you're talking to them. Uh, so, you know, we, we started seeing lights and like the first time I saw a light, uh, me and my buddy David, who's on Bigfoot Bounty with me, he, uh, he was sitting about five yards away from him. We were knocking back and forth with something that was on the other side of this creek. It was about a hundred yards away. Well, once it got to the edge of the creek over there, the knocking stopped, but this light appeared in between me and him. If you looked at the light, you couldn't see it. But if you look back forward, you can see that thing out your eye, like your, your peripheral. Couldn't see it if you looked straight at it. But you turn, and you're talking about in the middle of the woods, middle of the night. How big was it? Probably about the size of, uh, I guess, about softball, grapefruit. Hmm. Um, hmm. So, you know, no big deal. We just seen a weird light. Uh, didn't change my thoughts. Uh, I had a game camera. Um, I had a, a bunch of Reconyx cameras, really good, uh, game cameras. Um, and I had this thing set where it would take pictures like it was so sensitive, the slightest movement, you know, so it would take like 14,000 pictures in a day. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I wow. mean, it, you could just scroll through it though, like so quick. Yeah. It would take you like probably twenty minutes. You just sit there and you, you hit it and you scroll through all the pictures. So we'd hang um, whatever, you know. Uh, this one time we hung a uh, like a citrus bag and had mullet in it, like some fish, right? Some mm -hmm. guts, stuff. I like backbones. I cleaned out some scraps. The bags there all day. Bags there all day. Game camera shuts off for two minutes. Comes back on, bag's gone. Camera continues to take pictures. So, all right, hey, you know, whatever. That was that was a big moment. That, that almost made everybody nuts. Because that happened in the middle of the damn day while we were there, up there around the house. Right, we could have turned around and looked down the hill and seen the thing. But we didn't. So, um, then, I guess one of the most... Uh, profound encounters we had with the lights because we kept we kept you know like messing with the lights once we once we started figuring out we could like call them uh, that's when it, it kind of got strange uh, but I had a buddy of mine the guy Marty at the beginning of Skunk Ape Lives he shot a skunk ape well, we became friends after I met him he told me that story um Anyways, his brother came out, 
and his brother said, hey, I want to see the lights. And uh, my girlfriend, she's like, I want to see the lights too. So we took them out in the middle of the woods and we sat there and I told him, I said, hey, it's going to sound like we're completely insane. And I just started dating my girlfriend at the time. So uh, this is going to sound completely insane, but uh, we're going to talk to the woods. Okay. And then so we did. We sat there and talked to the woods. About 26 minutes went by. Like, I won't even forget it, because I remember looking, 26 minutes. I was going to say, it's very specific. Yeah, uh, 26 minutes, we got a light. And it's and it floats to us. Now, this is uh, about the size of a cigarette cherry, right? And it's floating to us like that damn feather in Forrest Gump. And David's sitting there talking to it. He's like, hey, come on over here in with us. We just want to see you. Don't get scared. Come on, come on. This thing comes up in the middle of us, and it goes to leave. My girlfriend sticks her hand out, and it almost touches her hand. Like, she pulls her hand away and, and like, jumps back. So it turns around and comes back. David sticks his hand out. This damn orb lands in the middle of his hand and then goes out. And we immediately all turn our damn lights on. Ain't nothing in his hand, bro. So we oh sit back. So we sit back down. And David's like, Can you bring the Bigfoot? And I I ain't I ain't messing with you. It was like four or five minutes later. Something big, nobody seen it. It walked up that hill we were sitting on and let out this like growl and walked back down that hill. Right? So then we go to leave, probably about after an hour or so of sitting. And Monroe says to David, he goes, hey, you going to let that orb up out your backpack or are you just going to uh, take it to the house with you? Just joking, bro. Just joking. We hadn't seen the orb probably in almost an hour at this point or so. You know, it had been a while. Like, So right as he says that, this damn orb flies up off the back of David, circles us about three or four times in the air, like, it's probably five, ten feet up over our head, and it circles us, and then it flies back over to where we were sitting down and goes in the ground. And that was, that was the moment. It was like, all right, dude. We just showed this to two people who were skeptics, to say the least. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. hey, this stuff didn't happen to them. They were probably just sitting out there being nice, entertaining us. You know, I don't know what the hell my girlfriend thought <laughs> she was getting into. But uh, she got into it, you know, and it was a real thing. Like, nobody could argue what just happened. Like, this thing was intelligent. This thing, like, David literally called this up. So then it became a, can we repeat this? And yes, you can he repeated a bunch of times and we did so uh it just ended up turn turning me into not knowing what these creatures are at all i I thought i had a handle on it i thought i was pretty confident i was in the ape camp you know what i mean Mm -hmm. yeah and i'm not saying that ain't what they are but dude i I got a good Lester out, a buddy of mine, a real good friend of mine. This man is not crazy. Like if out of out of the two of us, you would probably think I was actually insane. 
But him, he comes across as a straight guy. So he believes they talk to him telepathically. He's had a yes, lot of I've the same heard, encounters yeah. that I have. And this is a man that's like respected and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So coming from him, I was just like, wow. And that was the the first time we talked Bigfoot with him. He asked me, he, he asked me uh, if I would go to lunch with him and talk Bigfoot. And I told him right then. I was like, listen, <laughs> you know, if you really want to talk Bigfoot, I probably ain't gonna be what you're used to hearing man like because when people come up and ask me oh tell bigfoot you ain't found bigfoot i don't go down into the rabbit hole i don't go down the rabbit hole with a lot of people but if you want to sit down and talk about like the weird shit that i've seen and the weird stuff that continues to happen the shadows they uh, like i tote paranormal equipment with me now i'm probably one of the only ghost or bigfoot hunters that's completely taking every single instrument I can to communicate with these things. Cause Hey, if they are something else, then maybe these other tools, you know, you'd be shocked at the, the tree structures that we find that got really high EMF readings. Hmm. Really? Yeah. So it's, it's such a taboo thing that it'll turn people off of you so don't go broadcasting it you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, the lights are there i can't argue with them i can't say that 100 percent that they're bigfoot but i can't ignore it well you know the the interesting thing is i've always been you know i had a dog man experience when i was a kid and i've always been you know a flesh and blood guy and I was on Sasquatch Chronicles with Wes, and, you know, we got to the end of pretty much the show, and, you know, Wes and I are talking, and he, he brings up this, hey, listen, I think, you know, Bigfoot, Dogman, I think these things, you know, have a connection with these orbs, and they're multidimensional beings, and, you know, they're, they're flesh and blood here, but they can, they travel back and forth with these orbs. And I was like, man, I can't, you know, he was really the first guy that laid that out. And then, like the next week, we had Linda Gottfried on our podcast, who is the, right. the godmother of, of Dogman. Oh, yeah. And she starts telling us that she, you know, I've read three of her books, and she's never mentioned these things about orbs. And she lays it out that, hey, look, you know, she sees these orbs, and they go to this place where the werewolves are supposed to hang out at this farm, kind of like the place you're going. Mm-hmm. And these orbs, just like you described, come floating in, like bouncing on the air like a feather. And, you know, there's just – and then I was just watching Seth Breedlove's uh, Momo documentary, and same thing, people seeing these orbs in connection. And so there has to be this this connection between these orbs and these cryptids. Well, see, in both of my sites that I've had, I've had two main sites at this point in my life. Uh, both of them were Indian-like villages. Okay? Uh-huh. uh-huh. So, it, depending on what you believe with the paranormal, depending on what you believe with, like, the spiritual and stuff, for some reason, these things are all, seem to be, like, concentrated in these one areas. But, uh and I'm not going to cut you off, but that's what Linda Godfrey, mm-hmm. you know, you know, the dog man, you know, became the popular you know, culture through Bray Road. 
and that they had done this research and found that there was these Indian burial mounds, you know, like the mounds within, you know, they draw these lines of intersection and they all intersect basically with Bray Road. Well, so, um, okay, I met this guy named Wayne Wilson, all right? I don't know if y'all know who C. Wayne Wilson is or not. He he uh, contracted me to make a movie for him. So I was hanging out with him, and I'm like, wow, dude. You know, hey, I'll, I'll do the rest of this film for free if you just let me make it the way I want to make it. Because he's a really interesting guy. But he had something that kind of blew my mind. He, he said it was people... Some people can see him and some people can't because of the frequencies that they're on. Uh, you know, like almost, I guess, if we had a radio station, our brain was dialed into. And I got to thinking about it, and I'm colorblind, right? So if I'm looking at something that's green to me, and you're looking at the same thing, you're looking at it as red. You know, you're seeing red. It doesn't mean that I'm wrong. I'm just perceiving this differently. So... Is he, when he's looking, he's seeing his paranoia and stuff, what some people are calling paranoia, is is he actually seeing it? I mean, is it actually really there? So that kind of made me dive a little bit further, and now I'm at the point where I ask every single person that's had an encounter, it's like, all right, have you also seen a UFO? Have you also had a paranormal encounter? Because I've yet to find a person who hasn't. If they've seen a Bigfoot, they've also seen a UFO. I'm sure there's some. I'm sure I'm going to come across some who haven't seen one yet, but I'm almost thinking that it's certain people see these things. Like maybe maybe you are on a different frequency. If yeah, any of that maybe. makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Like once you've opened the door or exactly. once you're open, you're, you, who knows what's going to come on through. You know, if you're open to that experience in one of one thing, then you're probably open to experiencing everything, especially, especially if we're talking interdimensional spirit type stuff in regards to all of it. You well, so I mean? um, I could do paranormal research too here lately, uh, but I, I study Aleister Crowley, right? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, before he would do his rituals and his magic, he would completely exhaust himself. Uh, like run for days, not eat, stay up for days. And then he would have all these visions. And well, sleep deprivation does cause hallucinations, but like he said, it no, would break, would break down that. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but he would, he said it would break that veil down and allow you to see into this world. So what if maybe some people just their brain, my, I guess, what if we all see it? Your brain doesn't allow you to see uh, certain things out of, you know, like a safety mechanism or something like that. But some people see it. I don't know. I don't know how it works, but I've got this theory now that it's like all connected. And so it's only uh, it's only affecting certain people. And what what are the similarities in those people? Uh, I think the answer to all of it lies in the witnesses. Oh, yeah. Maybe we all have a third eye. Maybe we do, oh. and some of it is is just not open. But that's my next rabbit hole I'm diving into. Is like I'm trying to find the connection in between the witnesses of all this stuff. I, I think maybe there's maybe it's worth looking into. 
I think it, well, I mean, it sounds, it sounds like obviously it is workflow because the more we talk to people, the more. Well, yeah, I mean, the first time, I mean, I remember probably two years ago before we ever even came up with the idea to, to do the podcast. And I remember seeing some Bigfoot shows and people were talking about, well, you know, you know, I saw this orb beforehand. I was like, there's no connection. What the hell is wrong with you? And it just seemed preposterous to me. But the more people we talk to, and we're talking about, you know, big people in the field, people who've talked to people, who've talked to people, and interviewed tons of people, and we just keep coming back to the same thing. And you now I'm like, gee, me Christmas. Does this, does this make Bigfoot, Dogman, Momo, these, does these make these cryptids more scary or less scary? Because <laughs> I got to be honest with you. If these are multi-dimensional beings, what in the hell is that other dimension like? <laughs> I don't know, I mean, but I want to go. I mean, I like if it, something comes out of it, it's like, hey, come on, we got to ride, cuz. I'm like, no, all right, wait. we're going. It, Let's go you see what's doing. The, you I don't think you got to pay that. bills on that side. <laughs> well, I think you probably have to pay with your soul. Well, did you ever <laughs> see the movie? Did you guys ever see the movie Event Horizon? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, great movie. But, you know, they, they, they basically bend space-time through a gravity drive, and the spaceship disappears, and it goes into this other dimension, which they theorized was hell. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, if, if these cryptid creatures, if that's what populates that side of the veil, I don't want to go there. Did you, did you watch any of the debate last night? I don't think we've in already gone into don't the go, other Don't bring up politics. I'm just saying. Don't I do think it. we've already gone into the other. The other but, but yeah, I mean, seriously. We've already else. rewrote the history of the Civil War on this show. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we totally trashed the boys <laughs> club. I don't even know how to. <laughs> but seriously, what else is on that side? I mean, come on, man. I, I got to be honest. To, with you. Yeah, but to be, what do you think they think? About us, food. They probably no. They probably like, are like who, who are these? Food. What I believe Chris? is like it. It may seem scary to us now, and it's just unimaginable. Because we don't understand. Dude, it. Yeah, it do like in a hundred years, all the shit's probably gonna make sense, and it's gonna be something simple, and it's gonna be something that we're like, okay, yeah, hey, aliens are real. There's things in the other dimensions, you know. I gotta be honest, yeah, a six to seven foot wolf creature that's bipedal never isn't scary. I don't but it's only it's... scary because you don't know. All right. I mean, it's like the dog, okay, it's like the big German Shepherd on Union Street that barks at me every day and it's got a log chain and I, this thing is like, I think it's going to kill me every day. <laughs> One day it got loose. All right? And I'm just like, I don't carry dog spray. I don't, I'm not, thing comes up to me it gets down on all hunkers down wants me to pet it here i think this whole time i keep seeing this big huge i mean it's got to be 130 pounds it's going to kill me it's going to eat me and as soon as i got face to face with it it got loose and it could have eaten me it just wanted me to pet it so it could run off down the street and i'll tell you what we find a dog man you pet it yeah what if dog man's (laughs) name What if Dogman's name is Eugene and he just wants to talk to you about why Baker Mayfield is a bust? Hey, hey, come on. That's no fair. (laughs) I mean, like, for real, what if he's a really nice guy? You're just terrified. You just run. Do I I need to remind you that, that, are you a Dolphins fan? 
Hey, now, we went uh, undefeated in 1972, so I won't hear nothing. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. Nothing. Every other Dolphin fan <laughs> I know is still hanging their hat on that one. That's all we got, bro. That's <laughs> all we got. Well, so, you know, we uh, we definitely, I mean, this is stuff we never even imagined that you, we were going to hear from you. I mean, this is this is some this great. This is deep stuff. I, I mean, this, but, it, but it, what it does is it, it ties every all these other guests we've had on it just ties everybody's story together. And I mean, I, if anybody is going to get to the bottom of it, I think you are going to be the one that gets to the bottom of it because you seem to, you're, you're all in on how these things are tied together. And the key is, is the witnesses. I truly believe, um, because we know people who. Well, what would the cops do? So like, what would the police do? They had a bunch of witnesses is one thing. I mean, when they start trying to yeah. find out who these witnesses were, you and know. How they were, and how they were connected. Exactly. Well, what is the common so denominator just, amongst all, you, you have to say, what is, what's the common denominator amongst all these eyewitnesses? What is it about each witness that makes them either unique or they're not unique at all? You know what I'm saying? I, like, I have no idea. I haven't gotten into it that much, but I think whatever it is. That's the key like, right there. I know a lot of them are uh, the researchers tend a lot of the researchers tend to be like artists, musicians. There's a lot of that in the field. Left brain, left brain, left brained people, right? Is that the maybe, you know, uh, it could be. I don't know. Just I don't know what I honestly I have no idea what it. I mean, I don't know if you took you took 100 sightings and asked people what your astrological sign. I don't know what you might find. You well, know I mean? you know, also, you gotta you gotta filter out who's all lying, who's True. all not telling the truth because that's gonna throw your data off. So I believe it's probably one of the the harder things uh, because ultimately, I don't believe I'm gonna ever find proof. I don't think anybody's gonna ever find proof uh, in the woods. I think we're better off going towards disclosure. Uh, I do actually believe there's a person on this planet who knows this shit. Well, in 1886, uh, somebody. Well, I mean, right? Well, well hey, for middles and bastards. Hey, I don't like you said. We don't want to give away too much from the uh, the documentary. The skunk, skunk, skunk ape lives, but the one story in there seems to lend credence to that theory that there's some people on the planet that really know what's going on, and why aren't they? Why aren't they telling the rest of us? You know. And I don't want to spoil it, but there is a body. <laughs> you know, there may be there may be some like Hellboy type prophecy that they're trying to keep the world from. You know, uh, but who knows? You know, who? There's so many theories as to why the government wouldn't want to tell us. But I think I think probably our best bet, just simply because they'll cover up whatever we're doing anyways. If this guy in my movie is telling the truth, they're going to cover up regardless. Yeah. So, our best bet is probably like applying pressure like Tom DeLonge uh, yeah. from 182 is done, you know, and, and then you get some stuff released. You well, know look, they've, I mean? co- they've come out and admitted they've got spacecrafts Yeah, after it? the footage. Then and why is they... that not a bigger thing than it is? Like, that's exactly. Like people, people don't even, they're, they're not even noticing it. They like, don't you, care. No, well, I think don't. what you do is, I mean, you, you think about it, you know, there, there's so much going on. There's so much going on in this country, a bunch of craziness. 
And it's like the government's like, hey, look, let's go ahead and leak something now with all the other craziness that's going but on. But is the craziness crazy? going on so they could release this information? I don't think so. Well, look, I mean, they're crazy. I, don't I think so. And all the stuff's going on is because they want to secretly leak the fact that there's UFOs. Well, I believe I that they politicized they, a lot of things just so they could leak information out. Yeah. Well, let's put it this way. The, the, there's a whole school of thought that this COVID-19 stuff is really not a very serious virus that only 6%, the CDC even said, only 6% of the people that has died of it died solely because of that. So you yes. take 200,000 people in the country and through the CDC's own admission and getting them to admit anything is not easy because I look at their website. Then only 6% of those people actually purely died from that. So, you know, I think that would go with every almost everything that kills you other than a shotgun blast to the head well, is any illness is going to affect any other. Thing well, it depends on serious illness, yeah. different things. Like that. Yeah. But I mean, but they just come out and the government comes out and says, hey, listen, we found off world vehicles, not of this world. And nobody mm-hmm. cares. And nobody cares. Nobody acts like it's a big deal. It's like, what? I mean, isn't I think that's can you imagine to, can you imagine that coming out. 30 or 40 years ago, well, you can't, Stacy, because you weren't alive. But, <laughs> but, but what I'm saying is, is I remember a time where the, that news would have come out. It had been earth shattered. Yeah, it would have been, it would have been nuts. Well, there was in Roswell, you know, yes. and it was, it was earth shattering. But then the people, they believed their government, and so they trusted their government when the government said, "Hey, it's just a weather balloon." And the problem today. Is that you got half of the population for whatever reason has decided to put their full faith in the federal government and everything they say and everything the media slams down their throats. I don't oh. know what happened to people's critical thinking skills, but it, it took they took it. It just like jumped off a cliff a few years ago or something. It just seems like everybody just got like stupid and decided to not question anything. And that's the world we live in right now. That's a scary world. You know, so, like I want to know why y'all are all of a sudden telling me that you got vehicles that ain't from this world. Why? What's changed? Yeah. Why tell us now? Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it, it wasn't like it happened the week before. Right. right. You, know? you know what and, I mean? And who's driving those vehicles? Yep. Because somebody was driving. Them. Well, but, but, and everybody's just, just like, oh, my God, did you see what Trump tweeted? And they don't even think about the fact that the. The military has straight up said there's life on other planets. But you know the thing about it is too, Stacy, is we we got this report that there's off-world vehicles now this world, and nobody asked a follow-up question like, well, what kind of ship was it? How big was it? Was it sea? Was it air? Nobody, Nothing. nobody's even asked. Where it's did like, you? Where did we find it? Where when did, did we, we find, find it? it? When did we find it? Was there bodies with it? I mean, what is this propulsion? I mean, the biggest question for me is, what was this propulsion system? Because if you're ever going to have interstellar travel, look, one of the biggest reasons why people say that you know UFOs don't exist is because the the incredible distances between us and the you know Alpha Centauri is the nearest star to us at 4.8 light years to get there. I mean, so whatever this vehicle was, it would have to have a propulsion system so far advanced over what we have, it would solve the, the mystery. And, of, that's, and that is why recently the, there's been physicists that have come out and said it's more likely for us to, you know, all this stuff is from another dimension. 
that's well, coming through a portal. Because the speed of light, the, the coordinates for the for the uh, Great Pyramid is the speed of light. This is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, how did they know that? It's like, we, at some point, we forgot what the hell all this means, and we've gotten dumbed down. You know what I'm saying? But I think some people still know. I think it. I think for for you guys in Florida, it happened in 1973, the year after the Dolphins were undefeated. You, you guys just lost, gave up on everything. You guys lost your minds, and, and this, it's never been the same ever since. I mean, well, I mean, if tell me stuff is a crazy. David Woodley took the Dolphins to the Super Bowl. I mean, seriously. That sounds more like a problem of the competition than. <laughs> uh, we can only beat the opponents that we are pl- that are placed in front of us. Now we just can't beat any of them, and, and we will get shellacked this weekend by the Seahawks. Well, you know the thing is, I think people people are more consumed with mundane things, and 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 you know, do I got a TikTok video that people? I mean, people are so worried about getting likes on a Facebook picture. And less worried about what the hell is really going on in this world, and what you know. Well, well, really, the answers to the universe. In reality, um, how has the government owning or having UFOs or in their possession? How's that affected our everyday life? It and doesn't. It doesn't. And I think that's probably what. What, it's what if it does to. though? Like, well, we what if certain things that we have now is only because of that? Like, what if we sped up our own evolution and we're about to go into this AI cycle of, you know, you had the, when we was making stuff with stones, now all of a sudden we're taking it into this AI thing where AI is eventually going to take over. Like, I've seen the Terminator. I know what the hell is coming. <laughs> uh, but for real, man. Like, how yeah. much did, no. did discovering alien life speed up our our own evolution, like, as a species? Because, like, we went from horse and buggy, uh, or basically, I mean, look at World War One, <laughs> you know, and World War Two, and then look, Roswell happened, and then look how much difference there was in, like, 20 years. We oh, haven't really we, made yeah. them leap yeah, since I mean, think then. About it. You think about this way in let's put it this way in the civil war ended in 1865 64 so the civil war ends there in a hundred years later now a hundred years is really not that much considered we got great grandparents that are 90 some years yeah. old yeah. we go to the moon we didn't go to the moon ah he's gonna go ah. down there <laughs> but go ahead but, but we but we go we go from from horse and buggy to we can put a man in space right in a hundred years I mean and when you think about the history of the world and and you know from you know there's thousands I mean thousands of years passing time where human evolution is almost very little you know what I mean I mean the Bronze Age lasted how long you know the and you think, but yet in a hundred years, we go from that to, oh, we can put a man in space. We now have a propulsion system that we can uh, have We now supposedly carry around in our pockets and hands a computer that was is more powerful than the uh, what was on the spaceship that did or did not go to the moon, according 
you know, I don't know. But well, we are really going down the road. Are you yeah, talking about talking Are you anymore. talking about my cell phone or my Red Bull can? Either yeah. or, because because I mean, to me, the spaceship was probably built out of material similar to your Red Bull can. Have you seen it? The Red Bull can? No, no the, I have not. The, the spaceship. No, I haven't. No. It's you need to look there. at it, bro. You need to look at it, and then then ask yourself again: Did they take that shit into space? Hell no, they ain't taking this space. You know it's on the other side of the moon? Or, well, in between us and the moon is the Van Allen radiation belt. We can't get through that thing now. Absolutely, yep. However, in 1967, under the Richard Nixon administration, we went to the moon four times. And we went back since. Hmm, I wonder why that is. Especially if I'm trying to get to Mars. Wouldn't I go ahead and put me something on the moon so I could kind of leapfrog? You know what I'm saying? You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> like, like, hey, the International Space Station is not in space. It's in low Earth orbit on the other side of that radiation belt that is, sits in between us and the moon. And then go look at that space shuttle or that, that space capsule and ask yourself and also look at old Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin. And, and look at them, and, and they got all these tumors and shit growing all over them from the radiation. They went to the moon, didn't die, come back, yay, you know what I mean? America won the space race. Give me a break, dude. There's no way in hell. And then not to mention, not to mention, they can beam that shit back from the moon in like three seconds. However, if it's raining outside... The damn Dolphins game don't come through on the satellite. And we're, this is this is 2020. But back then, in 1967, they're blasting signals with only a three-second delay. Like, man, I ain't stupid. Well, those are very good points. I got to be honest with you. When we started this interview tonight, I was expecting to get a lot of skunk ape, <laughs> But we have really gotten a lot of material. Yeah, this is fantastic. And you and all those points are seem very valid. You know, I've never I've never been one to really question the whole space space thing because I really don't have that much interest in going to the moon or going to Mars or anything like that. And, you know, it's not your yeah, it's not my area of study, you know, but you're not the first to question the validity of whether oh, we went well, to the moon yeah. and. Uh, and uh, anything that had to, but it's so real quick, sense. I know for um, we'll make sure we ask Stacy. Stacy, do you have any other projects coming out here in the near future that you want to give a? Oh give yeah, a yeah. Uh, I got a Skunk Ape podcast where I talk to people who either research or have seen the Skunk Ape. No Bigfoot, no nothing else. Just people that seen the Florida Skunk Ape. So y'all can check that out on my YouTube uh, at Bigfoot Stacy. And I got a new movie coming out um, with Les Stroud. It's my first feature film that I've made. Oh, hold on, let me backtrack. I've got a movie coming out with Tom Green and Les Stroud on October 6th. And it'll be in Redbox and iTunes. Uh, it's a little Redbox at the, at the Walmart or whatever. You'll see my mug up there with Tom Green's. It's called Interviewing Monsters and Bigfoot. And it is absolutely the worst movie I've ever seen. But 
it was fun to make and i was in a movie with tom green who was like one of my childhood heroes you know uh, i got to play his nemesis so i got to hang out with him a lot and we had some cool stuff on camera but uh my film that i made uh the pit starring les stroud and myself uh comes out on valentine's day uh it's about basically two old war buddies they hook up after like 20 years go camping uh in florida and the ground just kind of swallows them up they fall into a dry sinkhole and they're stuck there for 50 days with no way out and so it, it goes into insanity and you know cannibalism and all that thing all oh, that wow. so it's a perfect valentine date movie <laughs> there you go I mean, is that the, why the timing of it coming up? <laughs> no, that was just like, hey, uh, <laughs> for for marketing reasons, it worked out better that way. <laughs> well, I can't. I mean, I can't wait to see the Tom the Tom Green. That sounds that sounds great. It's like uh, I guess like Napoleon Dynamite kind of that kind of comedy, but like not as good. Um, <laughs> Rick Dyer is in it. Um, he plays himself a hoaxer. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. How did you, okay, so how, so I assume he has a good sense of humor about being a fake. Oh yeah, he absolutely doesn't care. He loves it. He okay. he is so happy that he fooled everyone. And like when you sit there and listen to the Bigfoot community, some of these people go back and forth with each other. I'm glad he fooled all of them. <laughs> I hope he does it again. Like y'all, y'all are stupid enough. Y'all bought into it twice, bro. Like you deserved it. <laughs> All right, now you're not pulling our legs, are you? Like, no, I, I, yeah. I, I ain't pulling your legs. But like, come on, you know you've been on like the coalition and some of them other uh, groups online, and just been like, wow, the way they trash each other. So when stuff like that happens to them, you know, hey, get what you deserve, bro. You're a bunch of pricks all the time. So glad somebody comes in here and makes you look like a joke. Oh, <laughs> uh, I I got to tell you, I don't know what the, the judge and Jason think, but I, you know what? You're my favorite guest. <laughs> yes. What you, what, I mean, I, you absolutely have just told it exactly how it is, and I, I think that's fantastic. Yep. I think well, I would certainly say you're a straight shooter. Straight shooter. Straight shooter. I appreciate sure. that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, you might as well be, right? You only get to go around once, unless you're the dire guy. I guess he gets, uh, he's, he's going. Hey, you know, you want to know, like, funny story about that movie? Me and him have a shootout in there, right? Okay. Uh, because he's, like I said, he's a hoaxer. Uh, and so we were shooting blanks. And we are about 15 feet away from each other, maybe 15 yards. And... When you're shooting blanks, the projectile don't come out, but that wad comes out. Mm-hmm. It hit me right in between the eyes, bro. Damn. He shot, he shot me dead in between the eyes. And I was like, holy shit. Then it was a thing like, hey, we what the fuck is, why are y'all letting us do this? <laughs> <laughs> like, it was a big deal. They were like, oh, yeah, okay, hey, no more pointing the guns at each other. I'm like, man, because it hurt. It, like, knocked my head back. What could have put your eye out? Jesus. I'm assuming if I'd have been a little bit closer, 
and my skull wouldn't have been as thick as it is, I probably could have really been hurt. <laughs> well, thank God you weren't. Because, yeah, right. uh, thank God you weren't. Because, I, like I said, I think you're going to get to the bottom of, uh, of what's really going on. Because I oh. think you, uh, we're going to try. I think you got a good start. Uh, one last thing. We got this, uh, my next Skunk Ape film. I am going to do a, a sequel to the Skunk Ape Lives. Uh, and that's, I don't want to give that away, but it's, I know you probably look at it and be like, ah, oh, how more could you do it? And, and when you see it, you'd be like, oh, okay, I get it now. Because the way I end the Skunk Ape Lives actually goes right into it without missing a beat into the next one. But me and Bill Brock um, had an encounter in Mayaka State Park in 2013. And we are making uh, a film called The Monster of Monster of the Mayaka. And so we're going to be putting some stuff out of that probably right at Halloween. And basically, it's uh, us telling about our encounter with the Mayaka monster. And, you know, where we go back to see if we can have the encounter again. And along the way, we talk to other people that's had the encounters. And there's, you know, there's one guy who, who believes it's cursed him. Like you got about five or six different people there. We recreate their encounters and stuff. And they all have kind of different thoughts on the creature, but all the, all the encounters are terrifying, you know? Uh, so it's, it's a really cool story and it just leads into the end of the movie where we're hunting the creature to see if we can find anything. So we'll be, we'll be probably dropping, dropping that right on Halloween. Just the, uh, they like the trailer for it. Nice. Well, well, well Stacy, um, is there some place where people can go and, and, and keep track of what you're doing, like on Facebook? Or do you have a website or anything like that? Or what's the best? Uh, yeah, my YouTube. That's, that's basically the best place. Uh, Bigfoot Stacy. But you can find me on you know Facebook, Instagram. I post all my stuff everywhere. So I got various my my film company, Best Dudes Films. Uh, in various places like that. So, but just Bigfoot Stacy. I tried to make it uniform. You can find me on whatever. Just Bigfoot Stacy. Okay. And and feel free when you get the, like the trailer for this the thing coming out on Halloween, send it our way and we'll get it up on our Facebook and all our social media and we'll help get the, uh, help get the word out for sure. So, because uh, I, like I said, I think, uh, I think everybody's going to enjoy the skunk ape lives and that sounds like it's just the tip of the iceberg of what you got coming. So, um, we're all looking forward to it for sure. Oh yes. Well, fellas, I, uh, appreciate you, man. Yeah. Well, it's been real. This yes, has been, it has. This has Thank been you. Fantastic. And we're so glad that you, uh, spent some time with us tonight for sure. So, uh, we're looking forward to the next thing that you, you got coming out and talking to you again. Hell yeah, man. So, all right. Well, you have a good one, and uh, good luck finding the answers. All right, brother. Y'all take it easy. All right. Take it easy now. Yep. Bye. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the From the Shadows podcast. Until next time, never shy away from the darkness 
or what may be lurking in the shadows. We are out. <laughs>Mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.